Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights. And this week, it turns out that no one actually knows anything about this game as Antonio Conte tries to get himself sacked but somehow beats Man City. <laughs> Sean Deitchball absolutely outdoes XG Potter and co. Newcastle lose their two best players and still draw with Champions League chasing West Ham. Mm. Donnie and Co. stumble at the Saints. Shane Long does a goal. And where were you as the rest of the nation watched Big Jet TV during the storm? I'm joined as always by Chris Ringland. Chris, how are you? Uh, I'm loving that Shane Long mentioned. I, I was wondering if like, if anyone else had picked up on that. Yeah. T- two years? Not only that, the guy wasn't even at the club last season. <laughs> he was in Bournemouth. Because I, 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 I checked, I was like, what? what? Shane Long? He's back? Like, yeah, it was the stats of Shane Long scoring and then Stuart Armstrong scoring for the first time in 10 months. Yeah. And that, that shocked me more because I'm convinced that guy scored a couple of times this year. <laughs> He's one of them, yeah. I, I just don't know how I've missed him going on such a drought. You hear his name so often, you're like, oh, he's bad and they've got a couple. Yeah, and I was doing as well, Shane Long's 35 now um, and it, he, I have a slight affinity for him because he is one of the very, very few players, Billy, who are... Still playing in the Premier League, who were playing in the Premier League in the first season I was following football. He and was... I guarantee Shane Long doesn't look any different to what he would have been. No. He's aging great. That was uh, Reading, uh, when Reading were good in the Premier League. He was like a he was like a teenager at the time. Probably wasn't scoring the way. No. <laughs> think only... Think only <laughs> Things Mark... probably haven't changed. No. Think only Mark Noble and Theo Walcott. I don't know if there's anyone else. Aaron Lennon, maybe. Aaron Lennon. Oh, what a great segue, Bailey. Yeah, let's just dive straight into it. The game. Oh. you probably didn't think we were going to start off with, but if you know this podcast, we absolutely are going to start <laughs> off with it. As Burnley travel down to the Amex and beat Brighton three 0 <laughs> despite the XG being not point six two for Burnley and not point six for Brighton. Chris, oh my days! Give us your thoughts because best best result of the season. Bar none in the Premier League. Absolutely glorious. Voot Voot Weghorst Voot Weghorst is beautiful. He's a problem. He is a fantastic footballer. Um, also was loving the fact that um, Josh Brownhill got a goal in this game and Aaron Lennon rolled back the years to finish it off with a bit of dice ball. And then dice in the interview afterwards, Billy. Um, they were like, you know, what would you do differently? You know, how how did you know, what, what's been going wrong? Sean, he was like, uh, we'll put them in, <laughs> and then he <laughs> just looked at him, fight. just looked at him. Um, quite uh, impressive as well. They didn't have Tarkowski uh, playing as well, uh, but and Brighton didn't have uh, Shane or didn't have uh, Dunk 
because he got sent off at United and Webster was injured and they sold Dan Byrne to Newcastle. So big Shane Duffy was back. Yeah, Brighton looked like they're about to lose their technical director as well. So well, big Dan. Well, I think he's. I think it's more case of when rather than if um, in terms of the timing. Yeah, it looks like he's just been bought out. But I love there was a quote from Deitch after the game where he described Weghorst as a breath of fresh air, <laughs> which is hilarious to me because, like, Sean, you sign the same bloke every couple of years. Like, him, Will, Crouchy, it's the same bloke. <laughs> to, to be fair to Weghorst, I didn't realize this. He only, Robert Lewandowski, has scored more goals in the Bundesliga in the past two or three seasons. Oh, you're joking. And I was like, why are they... And it was like £12 million. Pound. It was like nothing. It was like half of what they sold Chris Wood for. But I think that's why then we have such a Bundesliga agenda. If well, this indeed. guy's second only to Lewandowski and he ends up with Burnley. I mean, we can see why he was the second highest to Lewandowski. But you're right. And his level ends up being Burnley. <laughs> I mean, l- listen, I would take the guy at the London Stadium any day of the week. He looks phenomenal. But he's, he's one of those players you would love to have on the bench just as a plan yeah. B for like 75 minutes onwards. Just yeah. for something different. I've I've just I've so rarely seen someone who's that big, who's that like mobile and quick. Yeah, he is, but also he's a bit fluky. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Well, I found anyway for the assist for Burnley's second well, goal, yeah. uh, for the Brownhill goal, they got away with that. That was a low XG goal. Well, well indeed. <laughs> I think it just shows as well, you know, Billy, everybody was starting to have, like, it's, it happens every season. Everyone was starting to be like, oh, well, this will be the year. Burnley will be gone. Um, I'm one of them. That's it. You're, you're, yep. And here we go. The, the, the comeback's on. Well, you say that. So this is Burnley's second one of the season. They've well, drawn yes. 11, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was only like the second one of the season, to be fair. But yes. After 22 games, they've won two. Yeah. The, the lowest in the league below Norwich. Like, Norwich have four, and they're one of the worst teams I've ever seen in the division. Well, the, the record compared to Watford, who are one above them, is bizarre. So Watford have drawn three games. Burnley have drawn 11. Um, <laughs> Watford have lost 16. Burnley have lost nine. And they have a 10-goal better goal difference than Watford as well. They're such a bizarre football club. And obviously they were the ones hit most by COVID in terms of games getting postponed. Oh, so yes. Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to work this out after the games. And I looked at the table and they had four games on hand over Brentford. And in my head, I would have thought Brentford were safe. And then I got a debate with myself. Yes, I, like, Brentford, aren't, Brentford actually aren't safe. I, I only realised this recently as well. Yeah, well, I th- I thought that so I was like they have four games in hand, you know how many points? They're seven points behind Brentford. I was like maybe they can drag them in. Yeah, but then I had a look at the rest of Burnley's fixtures. Right, and I think time's running out. But 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 let's but let's be clear. Nobody is like Burnley are winning three 0 at the Amex before that <laughs> no. game. No, before that, yeah. I would have said the same thing. I would be like, no, Brighton will walk over them. Yeah. Bright, Brighton have a bit of that at the moment where I think they're ninth or 10th. I think they're just I'm shocked. comfortable where they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. those boys are on the beach. Where are we? We are the 20th of February today. It's coming out the 22nd. Those boys are on the beach. I have to say, though, Billy, to be fair, um, you know, one of their players I actually, I genuinely think is so good and he's so underrated is a Jacob, Jacob Motor. I don't know where you've noticed him at BLA, but he is a beautiful footballer. No, he's never stood out to me. I, I, oh, anytime I like, watch him, I'm like, yeah, he's very technically good. Nothing 
jumps out at me. No, I'm it's surprised it, to you of all people. It's just like he creates so many opportunities out of nothing, and he's he's like understatedly big, and he's also class at dribbling, and he can play in like fourteen different positions. He's basically a Brighton player. I can yeah. see how they find him. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, as I say, like, but yeah, I was going through Brighton's fixture or Burnley's fixture. Sorry. And I'm trying to work out if they're going to stay up because during the week they played Tottenham. Right, uh, that's a tough the, one. They'll win that. No, well, win well, that. actually, sorry, it's not. Yeah, they'll, they'll win. Yeah. So and then after that, Palace. After that, Leicester. Then they play Chelsea and then Brentford. I think Brentford on the 12th of March is a massive game for yeah. Burnley Football Club. Yeah, that will be. I'm pretty sure they. Then, that was the other game they won. If I'm think, remembering oh, really? correctly, <laughs> if I'm remembering that correctly, that is the other game they won. But I'm, I can't remember because it was that long ago. Yeah. But then, like, to end the season, their last three games are home to City, and City traditionally put four past them, <laughs> then away to Norwich, which they should win, and then a big one for yourself, Chris, they're away to the Hammers. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that could be that could be a crunch time. Yeah. Yeah, that could be an issue for That could be another, you know, whenever, mm. like, West Ham play Leicester, and we yeah. we set a lose-lose for you. West Ham Burnley <laughs> last game of the season could be a lose-lose for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, hopefully I I love Deitch. I do. Oh, yeah. Especially, I want to see Big Veghorst stay in the league. Oh Even oh like oh! A, Veg Veghorst is not going to the championship. Yeah, like, let's be clear. I I hope his agents just put in that clause, being like, if we go down, he's absolutely straight got, out. Yeah, you know, he's got a relegation release clause. Absolutely. Um, just make sure he stays in this league. I just want to see him causing issues. If he was in the championship, it would be unfair. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, there's like, no it, point it, him going down there against that lot. No. No, he he would absolutely destroy that league. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll move on to what actually was the best game of the weekend, and um, we'll probably be in the MFC awards for games of the season. It was Spurs away to Man City, oh. and what happened in the week before we actually talk about the game in that Antonio Conte, the Spurs manager, has been all over the place yeah, in terms he, of yeah media and what he's saying, and no one seems to have criticised him for it. Well, so. I didn't really, well, I, I didn't really understand kind of what it was all, what was all going on, but he, he said something about being mistranslated and he said something about, but it seems to all be in the Italian media rather than the English media. Is that, is that right? Yeah, well, that's what my big issue with it is because Antonio Conte has done a few interviews with Sky Italia just slagging off Tottenham. Sky Italia, been... honestly, like they, they absolutely do everybody in. Like <laughs> Sky Italia absolutely just knows how to press the buttons. They absolutely, they just love this kind of, you know, just ruining a player's career or manager in this case. It got to the stage where Spurs had to tell Conte to stop talking to Italian media. But I think his quotes here were that he said four important players left in January to have arrived. So even numerically, instead of strengthening, you may have yeah. on paper weakened. <laughs> that was a really Antonio, weird comment. Out with that. <laughs> That's a really weird comment, yeah. And then he also, they asked him about his belief in Spurs getting top four. And he says, I feel the 1% possibility to finish fourth. So it's after that being completely out of the question, like a few minutes ago. Yeah, I just don't get like, everyone just seems to have given him a bye ball in terms of the media. You know, like whenever Lukaku did his interview, I had to hear Gary Neville for a half hour talk about it, <laughs> but Antonio Conte is allowed to do it. You know, Graham Souness was ready to scrap Lukaku that weekend. <laughs> I do think, though, like Antonio Conte carries a gravitas that others don't because he's been unbelievably successful in his managerial career. I don't know. 
And that's the thing. Spurs just have to sort of allow him to get on like this for a bit. Yeah. Because what, 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 yeah. what can Daniel Levy say to Antonio Conte? Antonio Conte has won the league with Inter Milan, Juventus, and Chelsea. Like what you know? Well, you Daniel Levy's won nothing. He's won a thing. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. They won the league cup in two thousand eight. Jonathan Woodgate, great, yeah. great, great victory. I remember it well. It was in two thousand eight. I think yeah. There's Spurs fans. We'll talk about the result in a sec. <laughs> For not they've not won a great deal. But the way Spurs fans and Spurs Twitter celebrated after the game, <laughs> because Kane and Son are now the deadliest duo in the history of the Premier League. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, assisting yeah. goals together. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, look at these guys! They're they're beating out like Lampard and Drogba and Henri and Perez." I'm like, "Yeah, those guys won stuff." <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like. As a Chelsea fan, I'm sure Arsenal fans will be the same. I'm sure there'll be like United fans out there as well. Yeah, just like yeah, I don't care about that stuff. You know, I care about the what happened in May of those seasons. Yeah, but if it, but yes. it's such a strange match. Like, uh, like Harry Kane was unbelievable, but like, like I don't really know what was going on. This guy, Man City, made this guy Kulusevski look unbelievable. Well, yeah, fair play to them. So the first goal comes from just. I'm going to say Kyle Walker, and it's the way to beat City. You have was that highlight? Kyle Walker, right? Yeah, you yeah. have to just let Kyle Walker run up the pitch as far as possible and then nail them. Yeah. And that's exactly what Spurs did. And I've seen Conte do this a few times against City, and I've seen, I've actually seen this, we've all seen this game before, Spurs against Man City. Oh, yeah. Like, this happens once a season. I think <laughs> Mourinho did this against Man City. Yeah. Where he just told Kane, you know, drop very deep and then song and get him behind any time. Then catch Walker out. But that goal, Kulovsevsky scored. I kind of watched that being like, I don't rate that guy. I'm glad Tottenham have, you know, signed him. But that'll now be like an anchor goal for yeah, him. Yeah, that was... In terms of like yeah. Tottenham support. They'll all be going... Like, any time this guy has a stinker now, they'll all be going, I oh, remember that goal against Man City. Turned yeah. out well, even though he had no one in front of him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm absolutely delighted in terms of that. Another player who early on in this game got a lot of free room was Emerson Royale. Oh, Emerson Royale. Yeah. And I was kind of watching it being like, if Spurs had a half-decent right wing back, you know, they'd be three or four up here. But it, it's as if they've signed two in the past two seasons and they're both not good enough. Yeah, and they just can't get it right. Yeah. But yeah, as you say, Harry Kane had his his best game this season, without a doubt, which, of course, comes against the team that he tried his best to sign for in the summer. Well, well like, I find it really weird when Pep is like, oh, yeah, because he seems to say it kind of regardless of what the results ends up being, such as Fulham was a really hard game in the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> but he was like, oh, yeah, like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be a really difficult match, you know. But, like, I don't really know why he says well, 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 do you know why he says that? So, that, you know, it's not, it's a, you know, it's a mental thing for the players, but, like, I just find it really weird the way he kind of foreshadows these losses. Like, yeah, because it kind of came like during the week as well. I think Conte said something by Guardiola. He's like, "Yeah, he's the best manager in the world, and City are the best team in the world." And Guardiola straight out be like, "No, we're not. No, I'm not." <laughs> but like, but like, they are. <laughs> yeah, it was like they'd just beaten Sporting Lisbon five <laughs> nil. Yeah, know, get get on with it. Accept you are. Yeah, but yeah, so that ended up one nil top very early on. Gundogan then replies after more bad goalkeeping from Larice. Yeah, he's not having a good time at the minute. Yeah, just, oh, oh, he did make catch a, it. He made a phenomenal save later on. I, I thought I was concerned he dislocated his elbow again. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did say uh, not for me. I think he was doing a bit of time wasting. Well, yeah, 
But yeah, that's two weeks in a row now from Larice. Just, just can't he's not young. Football. Yeah, like he, you know, I don't know. Yeah, at some stage here, Tottenham do have to start looking and being like, at what stage do we get rid of this bloke? Yeah. And being Spurs, you can't because he's actually won something. Well, like I mean, when you're the World Cup winning captain, yeah, it's 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 kind of difficult to go to get past that, you know, in terms of leadership. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the game then one all at that stage. We get the two all after another Kane goal where he was just excellent for that, and then a yeah. Mares penalty, yeah. cert penalty for me. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mares in my head, I don't know why any Man City penalty taker in my head, I'm like they're missing this. He, he, he's the is. only one that scores. Yeah, but even him, I still remember that penalty at Anfield a few years back. Yeah, where he bottled it. Yeah. And there's just something about Man City and penalties where I'm like, you lot are good at this. You're brilliant at every other aspect of a football match. Yeah. Except this. Yeah. And then you're thinking, you know, two all, game's done. Good game all around. Applaud. And then 95th minute, Tottenham break and Harry Kane scores a pretty easy header. So far. And we get one of the worst bits of commentary ever from <laughs> Jamie Carragher. <laughs> what was it? I didn't hear it. Because the goal went in, and obviously whoever was the main commentator was like giving it stacks, and then Carragher for whatever reason took like two seconds, and then went, oh, <laughs> and you're like, well, where, where's that come from? Like you're trying to make this about yourself, and then the, the other commentator, you know, does his usual spiel, and then Carragher just comes out with like football, bloody hell, and you're like, Jimmy, you're you're doing nothing here. Like that, that completely ruined that moment. You know, I'm watching this game going, well, Man City have been beaten last minute by Spurs of all teams. Yeah. And I'm going, this should be pretty good, you know, especially the way you see the limbs that were in the top of the way end, and then Carragher does that, and I was like, that's actually just ruined the past 95 minutes. Um, I have to I have to say um, props to Ryan Sessignon, Billy, who got brought off after a half an hour in the last game. To, <laughs> it's um, a big turnaround. To, it's quite a turnaround to go to the Eddie Hat and do that. Yeah, he, he had a fantastic game from my perspective against Walker. Well, I mean, the difference between him and Emerson Royale and Matt Doherty is that he's actually shown that he can. Um, yeah, this is possibly something he can become better at, as well, opposed to worse at. It's, it's what's strange about Tottenham is in terms of wing backs, they've two bad right wing backs. Well, like, but like Doherty, left wing backs. Like Doherty was good at Wolves. It, but it's just like, I, I think he doesn't really have a ceiling higher than that, is maybe the issue. Whereas Sessignon is, I mean, he I'm pretty sure he was in the England squad when he played for Fulham in the championship because he, he was that good. Yeah, he had like every big club after him at that stage as well. Yeah. So, it's, but fair play to him, especially to come back after what happened to him the other week where he got dragged off. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, I don't know if you've seen as well with the, <laughs> the Kane winner. Obviously, they they become more down by the managers, and you see Guardiola quite disappointed, and Conte losing his mind as he normally does. <laughs> but I don't know if you've seen Craig Paulson, the fourth official's no, reaction. No, no. I like if you want to see a man devastated, look at Craig. Cra- Paulson. Craig Paulson. He, he just looked raging. <laughs> so he did. Brilliant. I don't know what it was, but he kind of just looks at Guardiola, going, "Oh, <laughs> brilliant. brilliant." I also thought. Carger gave a lot of props up. Look, Romero. Well, uh, well, he is he is good. Yeah, I thought he should have been sent off. 
for what he did. He was on a yellow already. And then uh, City get the penalty, and he was straight over scuffing it. Oh, right, I see. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, just the other thing from this game. Do we think that the race is back on, or is this just one of these, like, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, who plays City next? I feel horrendous for them. Well, like... Because I mean, you just know you're getting the reaction game. Well, uh, I don't know. Like, it, uh, like, well, I mean, hypothetically it is, but it's just, like, like all it takes is, like, you lose to Burnley or you lose to Watford and it's like, oh, pff, and then it's done. You know, like, like it's, it's hard, you can't really, and then Chelsea will pick up a few games in hand, I assume, with all their, all the other competitions that they're in. Nah, we're, we're bad lot. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just but, looking, the well, next game for City's away to Everton next Saturday. Yeah, well, you won that, yeah. Yeah, they're going to oh, think bad for but the, the only, yeah. well, the only team who has better form uh, than uh, the the Newcastle. I'm looking at it <laughs> in the league at the minute. Is Liverpool have won their past five games? So yeah, that's it's just looking up in like Liverpool game in hand. Well, it's game in oh. hand, and then you play City, and then yeah. that's because that's what that's how Celtic and Rangers do it. It's basically it doesn't matter how you do against everybody else. It's like those <laughs> games against them, and then that's the decider. I like how you were saying the Premier League's just turned in the... <laughs> Honestly, that, that league is absolutely electric. Like, it's understated. <laughs> like, and as we know, it's now above the... Well, we'll get to it later on, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> gone up in my power rankings. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go on to another game that, if it wasn't on the same weekend as Spurs City, would probably be game of the weekend and one of the games of the season, which was Manchester United <laughs> going away to Leeds. Yes. Which, interestingly, I... I heard before the game that this had the most police at a Premier League game in the Premier League's history. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't, because uh, with time of recording, uh, I haven't seen any of the footage of this. All I have heard is that it was carnage. I saw Bielsa's substitutions, such as bringing on Joe Gellhart, a striker for Lorente, a centre-back, after 31 minutes, and <laughs> other things, and Jesse Lingard starting but of, of course being brought off, and also a final couple of minutes scuffle, which apparently Ralph intervened in. Um, it was all yeah, happening. So, yeah, as we know, there's a bit of history between United and Leeds. Just a wee it's, bit. Weird, it's, it's weird saying United against Leeds, because obviously it's Leeds United and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were caught in a storm, yeah, basically. Yeah. The pitch, if this were last season, that pitch Leeds had. Oh, why, that pitch? Yeah, yeah. Because there was times... Especially whenever they kicked off in the second half, where this was unplayable. Yeah, but Manchester United got to two 0 lead at half time after Maguire scoring one of the easiest headers you'll ever see after some shocking defending. Leeds are to. Leeds are really bad at defending. I don't know why I was noticed that. It was something. It came up, and everyone's like, <clears throat> "This is FIFA." FIFA 19 level scripting. It was like Sky Sports put up a stat showing that uh, Man United hadn't scored a co- from a corner all season and then they immediately go and score from it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like Fernandez scored at the end of. Was, there was five minutes of added time in the first half because there was an elbow sort of from McTominay. McTominay ran into one of the Leeds players, I think it was Robin Cock. And the ref let him away with it, even though there was immediate blood coming out. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Like it was worse than what went on in that brook fight last night <laughs> in terms of the like it gushed immediately. But yeah, Fernandez scored another pretty easy goal at the end of the half, and you're thinking, you know, this is this is dead and buried. 
And then Rodrigo for Leeds scored a very similar goal to Masawaku against Chelsea. Just oh, right. Those, yeah, just yeah. one of those crosses that <clears throat> just completely evades the keeper. Yeah. I then decided at that point, I was like, oh, grand, I'll run to the bathroom quickly. As soon as I come <laughs> back from that, I say it's two all. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I don't know what went on for the Rafinha goal. Other than I saw a VAR check because there was a file on Bruno Fernandez, and of course Fernandez has the worst garden face in the uh, world. Yeah, soon it. I remember uh, Rafinha that, obviously didn't start because because mm, Bielsa thought that through. You know, Bielsa, he's just I, I couldn't support a team with him as manager. <laughs> he's, he's such a loose cannon. <laughs> so <laughs> he really is. I mean, like junior, Robin Koch came off after half an hour for jun, Junior Furpo. Like you know. Even why though, <laughs> even oh well no because that was concussion so oh right okay so right. that happened after about 15 minutes Robin Cotchton plays on for another 15 and oh, then right. they decide <clears throat> yeah he's he's unfit to play right and you're like well if he's unfit to play he shouldn't have played that extra 15 minutes there yeah but to all I do think like Man United were well worth it in this game I felt horrendous for Adam Forshaw who was up against Pogba Pogba destroyed this boy. Oh, really? It, like, it wasn't even close. You, you're watching oh two different oh. levels of athlete. <laughs> right. There, so we are. Yeah. But then they t- Ralph, in all his infinite wisdom, took off Pogba for Fred. And at that point, you're going, <laughs> why on earth would you do that? And then Fred obviously goes on the score and make it 3-2. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. bit more crowd trouble after the Fred goal. because Oh, whatever, oh was there? <laughs> yeah, he went down to celebrate and uh, someone threw a coin and hit Alanga. Oh dear, right, okay. He got himself like really in the wars towards the end of the game. So there was another chance of his easy save, but he seemed dead fired up. And then towards the end, <coughs> Leeds did their technical where they overcommit. Of course. Pretty, pretty easy goal for him, all, be, all things being said, because Sancho just basically runs half the pitch, lays it off to him, puts it in the back of the net, and he's straight <laughs> in the, like, the United end to celebrate. Mm-hmm. All kicks off. And then, for whatever reason, if you watch the celebrations back, the lead stewards kind of push him back, you know, get him on the pitch so there's less trouble. And then Harry Maguire starts to, like, run over to the United fans as though he's the one that scored it. <laughs> you know, like, he, like he's over at the crowd, away from his own team, like, uh, patting the badge, not being like, yeah, this is what we do. You're an absolute mug. But there's, there's also this stuff this week as well about how, oh, well, you know, there, there's apparently been a rift because Ronaldo has more authority than Harry Maguire. Yeah, so, there was, sorry. There was talk during the week that... Why, why is that news? Well, of that course. Ronaldo wouldn't want to play unless Maguire was immediately stripped of the captaincy. Yeah, like, what is, like <laughs> sorry, you're telling me that Cristiano Ronaldo has more authority than Harry Maguire? Who, like, sorry, possible goats. And Harry Maguire. Well, I mean, what do you expect is going to happen? I'm absolutely loving the amount of leaks coming out of United at the moment. It's oh, every other day. There's something. Yeah. And it does seem to be either it's either coming from the Portuguese camp or the English camp. And did you see as well? They've appointed like three other new staff members as well. Fuck, um, you're joking me. What positions? Uh, well, what, one of them is like working in between whatever Darren Fletcher's doing and whatever. Other people, at the club are doing. I don't You're know. Telling me, Darren mean. Fletcher wasn't qualified for that position he was in, so they're having to support him. There, there's also a new role they they hired for for like fan engagement. Oh, and that's I, a load of. Nonsense. And I was like, well, well, yeah, 
you know, has been pretty dire for the past decades. They would probably improve that, but like... I feel for whoever's got that job, to be honest, <laughs> because whoever's doing fan engagement, the only fans that are going to engage with that are like the proper psychos, <laughs> if you know what I mean, who like will just go off on one for ages. You know, they'll have like... They'll be like, oh, what do you think money and I could improve on? They'll be like, oh yeah, the burgers at halftime aren't good. It's those type of nutcases. <laughs> they'll get, you know, they'll not get football men. Yeah. Like, like real nitpickers. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, it really kicked off at the end because Furpo, Furpo saw Alanga on the ball and decided that young man, and let's, like, whenever you look at Alanga, he's a young man. He's like, he's embarrassed our football club here and took him out. Oh, did he? Like, just completely. You can't even blame the wet pitch. If right. this were a normal pitch, he was trying to do him. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. And then everyone just straight over from the handbags. Brilliant. And Ralph got Ralph got himself on the pitch somehow. As if he has any moral authority in that situation. Well, the only person I saw him dis- talking to, I was going to say discussing, not being too, too kind for what was going on in the situation, was Dan James, which I thought was funny. What, Ralph was talking to Dan James? Yeah, and the what? two of them were having a good laugh. <laughs> I was like, everyone else over there scrapping. That's good. You two are having a wee, you know, having a cup of tea and a biscuit here. What's going on here? Yeah, just just bizarre all around. But I'm I've said before this season that Palace are the best neutral team in the league. I'm changing that to Manchester United <laughs> because United, whenever they right. we've seen it like for weeks now under Ralph, they've gone in the leading games and immediately thrown it away. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was quite funny that it was two two. You know, straight after they are for for me. Just the the team to watch. They're now back up in the fourth. So there, I I still I can't work out who's finishing in the top four. No, it's a it's an absolute toss up. I I really don't think it'll be Spurs, but it, yeah. it won't be Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I think we can. I'll safely say it, it won't be Spurs. No, I think. The hammers are just out of it now, if I'm honest, Chris. I think it's between United and Arsenal. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's just like, you know, because two or three bad results for any of those three teams and they're out of it. But like, we're still picking up some, we're, we're not losing matches, you know. And Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm partly looking at it with the classic game in hand thing of I'm looking oh, at Arsenal with three games in hand. Love a game in hand. I'd be like, oh, they'll win them all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because everyone, everyone loves a bit of game in hand bias. <laughs> but that comes after we'll dive into it then Arsenal against Brentford at the weekend Arsenal beat Brentford pretty easily 2-1 at home overall Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe with the goals frustrating yeah. as I keep saying frustrating as anything that just Arsenal have these two guys yeah they're pretty good yeah Sp- Smith-Rowe's goal especially just great bit of dribbling from them yeah um, but, but yeah maybe a, maybe a little bit of concern for um Brentford at the minute, I don't know. Um, I I'm on the train. Of they they do have to start looking over their shoulder here. Yeah, well, like they don't they don't score goals really is really the issue. Yeah, they're looking at twenty seven goals in twenty six games. Yeah, that's not enough. I think they're pretty good defensively, but that's because half their midfielders are like you know, kind of ball-winning midfielders, but then... Yeah, like Christian Norgard. Yeah, like those kind of guys. I mean, Ericsson has to come in, obviously. Um, whatever that means. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I don't think a guy who... Like... Yeah, I was going to say something, I don't think it's right to say it, uh, but I don't think he'll be the difference maker. Well, I, I just, like, 
I mean, is this literally like his first competitive football since the Euros? Yeah. Like, I have, I have no idea what that will mean. Like, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I won't feel comfortable watching him in that first game, definitely. Well, I was watching, he did an interview with um, some Danish football thing. <clears throat> and he was saying, because of the thing that he's put in his heart now, it just can't happen again. But I mean, I, I don't know enough about it to like. You know. Oh, I don't know enough about that. Just that doesn't sound right to me. But I, I was like, how can you, like? I don't understand how you could know that it wouldn't. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't know. Like, oh, but no, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think he's the guy to keep them up. At, they are at the very here. least, like he's not going to be on the same level. No, as he was, not, not a chance. Um, and surely. surely, like he's not fit enough to do like over an hour of matches. Never mind ninety. In the Premier League, you know, uh, yeah, fifteen know. twenty minutes here and there. Like at the very least, there's the whole Danish connection of that club, which is good. Yeah, but, just yeah. Job, jobs for the boys. <laughs> That's <laughs> one way of putting it. Yeah, I think I say that every other week on this. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Arsenal captaincy, Chris. Again, what? Uh, oh, right. Why? What's, what's happening? Because Lacazette looks brilliant with the captain's armband. He's also leaving at the end of the season. And he, but he's also the only player at the club that wants it because there's been a bit of a curse around the captain's armband over the past few years. And it actually came up in this game where there was a bit of confusion whenever Lacazette went off. He he tried to give the armband to Enkedia. What? Enkedia then goes over to Xhaka to give it to him. And Xhaka looks at Enkedia going, I don't want it. No, he didn't. <laughs> well, it's such a Xhaka move, but he he's not he can't have it anymore. No, so he can't after what he's done previously. But it's weird after the captains Arsenal have had to now go to this point where they give it to Lacazette, and the guy's probably in the form of his Arsenal career, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, but I mean, like long term, obviously, like Ben White or Tierney or Ramsdale could probably be the captain. Like, yeah, I, I've always said, just give it to Tierney. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Completely off topic. This, uh, <laughs> while you mentioned Kieran Tierney, I was watching the GB men's curling team yesterday morning. Oh, oh, oh were, were you? Yeah. So <laughs> you, you were hearing about it via BBC Sport <laughs> app. Yeah, Chris, explain to everyone your beef with curling. <laughs> I've, I've never, never received as many updates about anything in my entire life than the curling at the Winter Olympics. I mean, I'm sure it was electric. I had about four notifications in a half an hour. About the curling, and this is like the generic <laughs> BBC sport updates on the app. Like it wasn't like the you know I signed up for the curling. Like honestly, I I, I was like, lads, chill out, honestly. Yeah, and then you kept texting me, letting me know that you were getting notifications. Do you mad? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I did tell you just turn them off. No, but but like, but I don't think you would turn off all of the notifications. I was like, well, I don't want to turn off all the notifications. Like. <laughs> You know. just turned it off for that, like two hours or whatever. Ah, uh, you were texting me. It was in the ninth leg of it, so I was like, you know what? Out of spite, I'm gonna watch this anyway, Chris. But, but like, let's be honest, Billy. With, nobody needs an update that oh well, there's been this is this has happened, so it goes to a seventh leg or whatever. <laughs> That's not an update. That's not an update. I, I'll be. I actually do agree. I was watching, and I was like, that would be the same <laughs> as like in tennis. Like, yes, we're, we're about to start the, the second set. But I did it out of spite. I decided to watch it. And right. I'll be honest, the, the last sort of, I don't even know the, the term for it, 
but the last slide of the stone there's gonna be like some scottish person you know it's gonna get so angry at me for that but the last boy who slid the stone along that was an electric factory what was going on at that point because it was extra time or something and he messed it up but for like two seconds i was so invested in curling <laughs> yeah i don't know why it was scottish as well, well that's yeah. that's what i'm bringing up that's the only reason i've gone off on this tangent is i looked up two of the lads in that team and they, they look exactly like Kieran Tierney. And I can't wait to get hammered by the curling community. Oh, yeah. Let's get them on. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, I think Arsenal now... Arsenal are, like... I don't know why. I think this is the first time we've actually spoken about them in, like, a month. They've gone so <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, they're, they're ha- like, to be fair, compared to the start of the season, when they were, were like, <laughs> there was talk of relegation one stage because <laughs> we're not at a point where like they've been in such good form that annoyingly this is going to be what amazon shows in the documentary next year oh i can't, yeah i yeah that that is going to be good that is going to be no good. it's it's not because oh <laughs> because they're going to avoid all the stuff me and you want to see as well arsenal fans but yeah. what they're going to do is because arsenal have like a bit of a say in what goes in they're not going to show that but they're going to show results I, that they've I, had in yeah. January that me and you haven't seen. I, I would love to know how that kind of happens with the, um, you know, like what, how do they do they decide what all goes in or what doesn't go in or what gets vetoed or or whatever. Yeah, there has to be someone at the club like that Man City one that was like was just an advert for Man City. But yeah, the Spurs one that came out was just brilliant. Yeah. Even though, well, sort of, they did they skipped over a lot of potch stuff in that, which yeah is what worries me over this. Arsenal won because if Spurs got away with keeping that out, Arsenal should be able to keep a lot out here. Mm, yeah. But definitely, I think we're at the stage of the season where this will be like episode four and five stuff. Yeah. Where they'll be like, Ar- Arsenal and Arteta have been in great form all through January. I mean, you'll be watching it going, when, when did that get I happen? remember that, I've, yeah. I've not seen that. I'm looking forward to seeing Aubameyang in it. Again, I just I don't have hope that we're going to see enough of that. Well, yeah, I, I, like you know, like mobile phone footage type thing, mm. Vo- voice notes. This Aubameyang, kind of stuff. Aubameyang did score a goal today against Valencia, and if you watch it, you'll see the reason why I hate La Liga. That that league is a complete joke. The amount of room he had in behind the Valencia defense after fourteen minutes was a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, and. We'll talk about another disgraceful performance, actually. Uh, Villa away to Watford. Uh, yeah, great win for, for Roy's back. R- Roy's back, yeah. Roy's still not looking great, but he's beaten <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, who's spent the stupid amount of money at Aston Villa. It, it, it is weird how much the Premier League is about the eye test, to be honest, because I would posit that now the Dean Smith and Stephen Gerrard's record this season probably isn't very different. No. Not at all. Um, and and they've massively backed Gerard now. You know, yeah. they, they've obviously got in Coutinho, they've done, they've got Luca Dean yeah. in there. You know, they've they've backed him and it is like... I, I mean, they're still... Yeah, he had, he had that yeah. bounce and it was all like, oh, brilliant. But, well, well, like, no, and they, they are good, but it was interesting, Bailey, that Ding started for the first time in a very long time. Uh, they went with him because apparently he can't play with Ollie Watkins, is the chat. Um, that what's going on at Villa Park? Well, right? apparently that's the chat, but also, yeah, it was interesting that was his first start in a long time. That's a great bit of like insight for like fantasy football. Well, managers. well, well I, so I, I'm more aware of it than others for obvious reasons, <laughs> um, but yeah. You just ha- just have to stick it out, don't you? Yeah. And things and this things had his chances. 
Yeah. He had one off the post and another, like, he had an early penalty shot, which for me definitely wasn't a penalty. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I mean, weird how Watford can keep, keep clean sheets now. Um, I'm weird how Watford can play better whenever they aren't playing Kuchka and Cleverly, at, like, <laughs> on the wing in a 4 4 2. It's weird uh, how they're better going forward with King, Saar, and Emmanuel Dennis. Well, yeah, I, I didn't actually realise that. Um, that was SARS first start since like November, so I mean it probably is part of the reason for the yeah pr- yeah um, pr- pretty good time to have him back. Uh, Ashley Young was a bit embarrassing for the goal. Um, Ashley Young was a disgrace for the goal, Chris. I mean I'm sure he's good behind the scenes. Um, also a former Watford player, um, but uh, yeah, not not good. Ashley Young, I just. He's another one where he's like Aaron Lennon, where I'm like, what are you still doing in this division? But the weird thing is, like, like he won the league with Inter Milan. But again, like, yeah, won the league. It's what Conte. we're saying about like Syria. Like Syria, I'm going to have to deduct that actually in my part. Of <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go back to the board. See, at the current rate we're going, it's Premier League, Portuguese League, J League, <laughs> and then the SPL. SPL. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so it's it I do not read the Bundesliga, no. Italian football, the French leagues, fraudulent. Yeah, there's a there's lot. Not a lot going around. There's not a lot going around. Yeah, there's not a lot of good ball out there. It's just Celtic <laughs> Football Club, and uh, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I think whoever BT does wasn't it the zone wanted in the other week. See if the zone. What's set the up. zone? They were the ones trying to buy out the rights to BT Sport, and then BT somehow got a deal with Discovery. It's a complete mess. Oh, right? I don't really know what's going on, but the zone who do like boxing and stuff in America. Oh, is that that D A Z N? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. thing. Oh, right. Okay. If they want to break in the UK market, start showing the J League. Yeah. And watch real <laughs> the J League. Yeah, I thought that was only boxing. I can really understand what that was. Yeah. And yeah, and if anyone wants to know why the SPL is so high currently in my rankings, is that. After midweek, after you watch, well, imagine Jared of all people knows because he lost to Watford. Meanwhile, his old team that he abandoned went to Germany and beat Borussia Dortmund. What an comfortably un- unbelievable result! Yeah, what a joke of a result! <laughs> like Borussia Dortmund with all the talent they have, you know, Jude Bellingham in midfield. Here, yeah, it's like, oh, this guy's a hundred million pound player and everything. Yeah. And they got beat by Rangers, who went Dundee today. I watched the game against Dundee today. Like, you're seriously telling me this lot school Borussia Dortmund? The, the problem I enjoy, though, of the Scottish Premiership, which I've only recently realised, Billy, is that you see outside of Celtic and Rangers, and like to an extent, Hearts and Hibs, every other team just is backs to the wall, count, like counter and transition. You know, like, oh, it's shocking. You know, like, and nothing else. Like they all play exactly the same, and then whoever does worse gets sacked. You know, <laughs> like the Samura manager just went to Aberdeen. You know, for example, it's, like it's just exactly the same football in every other team. And it's just the biggest roundabout in league football ever of just the same guys getting the same jobs yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and then every now and then one of them will stand out just enough to get the national team job. Yes, I, I do have to say though, what has got slightly under the radar is the fact that our Broth might be joining the Scottish Premiership next year, uh, which is yeah. I, I I love I love a absolutely road club hitting the elite heights of your of football like Arbroath. I'll be honest, Chris. See, as someone who's the biggest fair weather Rangers fan, <laughs> <laughs> like I've not watched them all year except Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, Arbroath coming up to the division means nothing. Honestly, like Arbroath. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Means absolutely nothing. But yeah, I, I still think even at 4 2, I think Dortmund will probably slap them this Thursday. Well, apparently so, Haaland wasn't playing, which I didn't actually realise. So, um, yeah, he's yeah. apparently injured, according to him and his agent. According to him and his agents, yeah. I don't know, I just think that's the classic rival thing of just pretend you're injured for the rest of the season. We'll get you your real move to Madrid, PSG, or whoever's going to pay you a million pound a week. Yeah. But yeah, back to the real league. Um, another reason why it's the best league in the world. Everton, Southampton, after the joy <laughs> at Goodison Park last weekend that we saw, we saw Everton fans yeah, after, back. One, after one victory chanting Super Frankie Lampard. To then go to St Mary's and lose two 0 Yes, uh, to uh, people who don't score goals. No, uh, Southampton are really weird because like they're like they're actually they're actually really good, but they're like not good. Like yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like they're just another Brighton. You're going. This is a really good footballing side, but they can easily get beaten by like Newcastle, Leeds, Brentford. You know. Yeah, they're they're only just above those teams. Yeah, and only just below the likes of Tottenham Wolves. They're in a real weird grey area. Yeah, like yeah, like fair play to Ralph. Yeah, but yeah, yeah this is why I'm like Everton are going down because like you know I I don't see why Lampard is gonna like turn it around. Yeah, it, it, and it's immediately as I keep saying it's it's vibes as Lampard after last weekend. I'm like looking at Everton being like, oh yeah, they're staying up comfortably. Calvert Lewin's back, you know. These boys are laughing. He's got Coleman firing again, mm. and then literally one week later, you're like, oh, this lot are going down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's nothing about Everton and Frank managing them where I'm like, oh, they're comfortable. Yeah, this is gonna be a roller coaster for the next fifteen games Everton play. No, absolutely. And I cannot wait to see what they do against Man City. Because I think Frank Frank's had a bit of time away from the game, and I noticed this. In the overlap more, thing. No, not in terms of just he's had a lot of time away from the game, and he's clearly like trying a few different things. So I think he'll go to City and like try and surprise Guardiola. One thing I noticed in this game where he clearly was overthinking a bit and must have been playing quite a bit of FIFA during his time off was for a Ward Price free kick. And you immediately see Coleman leave the wall. Like as soon as he sees Ward Price step forward, he sprints from the wall to get on his own goal line. Right. I was like, that is FIFA thirteen online. Yeah, because then it's all day. Yeah, because then they're all onside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird, like he yeah. immediately sprinted back. And I was like, yeah, Frank's clearly worked on that all week. I, that's I do. the reason they've lost 2-0 because I, that's the yeah. only thing they've been focused on I do love how James Ward-Prowse has become like like everyone's just like co- collapsing before the greatness of his right foot yeah like everyone's so expectant of it as I, well yeah. you know like there used to be a thing like whenever Ronaldo gets where free kicks the ground kind of goes silent but yeah. you don't really expect them to score anytime Ward-Prowse gets on it you're like yeah let's go in the back of the net I, I honestly I think he's the best of all time in the Premier League like what? What are you? Just the guy? Because I think he's only like I think he's only like late twenties, if even. Um, really? Because because I judged Southampton at the same as West Ham because we got promoted at the same time, so it was like twenty twelve, and he was playing for them then. You know, it's like twenty seven years old. Yeah, he'll go. Yeah, he'll end up. I, mean, I, I, I like. I mean, Beckham's obviously like Beckham, but like I just personally think he is the best. Like Beckham also played as a pub league, so. <laughs> <laughs> he did play for LA Galaxy as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it the word price as well. I'll 
jump yeah. on that with you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll finish up with our two teams. So we'll dive in West Ham, Newcastle first, Chris. Uh, I've got to be honest. Your team's embarrassing. Oh, come on. The league. No, uh, hang on a second. I I was taken aback by how good Newcastle were considering they didn't have Trippier or um, St. Maximum. Like, Dan Byrne has just totally changed their defence and Matt Target looks good as well. Um, And, yeah, like, Ryan Fraser was... There's another weird under thing about Newcastle which I hadn't really clocked is, do you remember when Bournemouth were getting relegated in the COVID season? Yeah. And Eddie Howe was the manager and Ryan Fraser decided to clear off? Yeah. And like now, now they're they're back. They're like, best mates again. Yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah, no, like it was just it was disappointing. Um, especially since the goal that Newcastle scored was as a result of like the most kind of well, someone called it a fifty p header from uh, <laughs> Declan Rice, where it was just like the most bog standard clearing header, and he just missed it and like the scored. Jeez, it's really Damn, weird. Yeah. Like you put out a Gary Neville interview. And start yeah. having a couple of bad games. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the reason why I say your club's embarrassing the league is that there's a story coming out of the game what? that Chris Wood was meowing at Kurt Zuma. No, he wasn't. And Kurt was Zuma it? apparently asked Dawson to ask the referee to ask Chris Wood to stop. <laughs> uh, t- to be fair, um, Craig Dawson was absolutely unbelievable in this game as well. I, I love the match of the day stat that they whacked up for Dawson that was like, since 2014, Dawson has scored more headed goals than any other defender. I, like, yeah, of course he has. No one else, like, that's a long period of time. <laughs> um, I mean, I, because I think I put something like that in one of the group chats that were in Bailey and I got absolutely roasted for it at one stage. Uh, and then literally in the next game he did it, which is quite funny. <laughs> um, yeah, he's always been been known for it, yeah. There, there's nothing I love more than just that, the match of the day stat that's just there getting an agenda across. Like, I know, I know. Like, it's so tailored and it's so specific. Yeah. I want, I just want to know who, like, does that job for them. Yeah. So it's because, especially on match today, they only have like a certain amount of hours to find that. Don't like, the placement student. Yeah, like what, what what placement student sat there being like, right, he scored a header today. How many has he got? Okay, he's got 14 since 2014. Who else has got one since then? You know, someone's having to do that job. My, my favourite um, thing about Craig Dawson as well is that he was a member of the London 2012 Team GB team. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with like Ryan Giggs and... Craig Bellamy and all Studge yeah yeah <laughs> that was the biggest disgrace ever that, you know, what a weird team I think Stuart Pierce managed that team yeah it? first yeah. time ever you know a team GB team goes to play football yeah, they came like third or something. yeah and we we decided <laughs> to give Ryan Giggs <laughs> who I think was 45 at the time <laughs> of running, and Craig Bellamy as well he wasn't you know he wasn't young. There's also well, the, the, you were allowed three overage players. So it was like Bellamy and him and someone else. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was an absolute disgrace. You know, let's try and win a gold medal here. But yeah, let's put two thirty-five-year-old Welshmen on the pitch. I think the other one was the other one, not Mika Richards. It might have been actually. Yeah, I think Mika Richards was like just over as well. I think he was like twenty-five. It's like what are we doing putting him out there? There was also no Scottish or Northern Irish players in that team. As well. Which was an absolute joke because North Ireland actually had like two players at the time who were half decent. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Anyway. We'll, we'll finally, well, the last game we'll talk about is Chelsea briefly <sighs> because this game stunk. Yeah, uh, I, and you had the flipping gold thing on your shirt. 
Yeah, Ugh. bizarre that I didn't think we were allowed to wear that because Liverpool the other year well, undoubtedly allowed to. Well, undoubtedly they didn't ask. They just went yeah, for it. I, I think they just went ahead because the Premier League apparently, apparently according to their rules, you're not allowed to change the design of your top and with like emblems and stuff halfway during a season. Yeah, if if you want to, do it, you have to do it at the start. So I even know it. I, like I think Liverpool did it in like an FA Cup game. Yeah. So I've no idea how we got away with it, but anyway, we we stunk. I've nothing good really to say about Chelsea. I've nothing good to say about a lot of this game actually. Uh, Selhurst Park. I'm going to call out. Uh, I think that's a fake atmosphere at Selhurst Park. <laughs> wow, that so is got, that is bold out. coming from a Chelsea fan. Well, I'm sitting there watching it and being like, you know what it reminds me of, and it's because I was only there a couple of weeks ago. It reminds me of going to like a Belfast Giants game because <laughs> clearly there's there's one guy with a drum at Selhurst Park, <laughs> and it's like, well. He's the one making all the noise, and there's like 20 guys around them. So, um, you know, it's like the Leicester sort of atmosphere. Interesting. Like, let's just completely manufacture this by letting one guy and his drum come in. Uh, Tariq Mitchell, I've got to call him out, and it's not his fault. But oh, Tariq Mitchell here, great season so far. But he's, you know, Gareth Southgate will be watching them. And the only reason for that is because Ben Chilwell currently doesn't have a knee. If he didn't have that, no one would care about Tariq Mitchell. And then he goes on to have an, like a stinker for the ZH goal. <laughs> and I was just like, right, just humble yourselves again, you know? Yeah, we'd also put Aaron Cresswell in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then just finally on this game, I'll, I'll blame myself for it. So, well, if any Chelsea fans out there want to know why we stunk, it was due to me wearing the wrong socks right. for the first half. I was wearing the wrong colour socks. I was wearing a, a, a pair of Nike socks with like a a bl- with a black logo right I normally don't do that it's normally a blue logo and I noticed at half time and then changed and then obviously we won the second half so I'd like to apologise listen if you had wood wag horse up front it'd be different I'd give me a big veg horse like <laughs> give me him all day you know could you imagine him getting the end of like Reese James cross oh, <laughs> could you imagine Z just putting the ball on the veg horse like? yeah but yeah we'll get on to in the mud and I have two topics this week Chris alright uh, the first one is people who missed out on Friday on watching Big Jet TV. Did you get involved here at all, Chris? Um, I, I didn't, but I was more actually concerned that there was going to be like a horrific crash live on Big Jet TV as as the guy went, go on then, uh, every time it was landing. So there was one... There was one nearly dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this like is not going well. Like, like the tail went out a bit. Yeah, so for those that don't know... <laughs> Uh, on Friday, there was the storm in the UK, but Wendy and the entire country decided to start watching something called Big Jet TV, a wee which, bit is windy, some, yeah. which is some strange dude who stands <laughs> just outside Heathrow watching planes land. But where this took off, and the reason why this is so funny, and the reason why this is up on a football podcast, is that football fans took over this stream and got like really involved. So like a lot of the jokes were going around like. <laughs> At one stage, the stream had 192,000 viewers, and AS Roma's YouTube account commented, not usually a Heathrow fan, but this is class from a Roma supporter. <laughs> well, like, was great. Well, like the official Roma account? The, the official Roma account, yeah. Placement student. Uh, there's, yeah, 100% just haven't hit that quota for the month. <laughs> there's also Hammer's chat who commented, fair play to Emirates from an EasyJet fan. Storms have no colours. Oh, what is this? What is this? Uh, 
there was a guy who tweeted a photo of Jeff Stelling saying there's been a go around at Heathrow, but who for? Big Jet TV. Ah, uh, this is awful. Uh, there, <laughs> another dude who tweeted 130,000 people watching the planes land on Big Jet TV, but how many of them will bother to go down to their local grassroots airfield next weekend? <laughs> Oh man. Uh, and then Optostats got involved. Oh no. Who tweeted Qatar Airways A380 attempted more landings, brackets three, than the two Emirates A380s needed combined two, the Emirates pilots putting on a clinic on Big Jet TV. Oh my days. <laughs> Electric content. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was one of those points where like the entire country was just clearly bored. And now we've given a bit too much fame to like if you're the type of dude who sits at the side of the road watching planes come in, like there's definitely something it's a, different yeah, about him. It's really weird as well, because like before COVID, like, th- like we don't react to that storm in that way. We all don't sit at home and watch Big Jet TV. No. You know, like we go out. <laughs> yeah, like, like, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. We have normal reactions, but no, we've, we've given a bit too much fame to some guy called Jerry, who was losing <laughs> control of the chat. <laughs> because clearly he normally gets like a hundred viewers including those people in the chat so he's clearly looking for names and then he just saw this flood of comments and was like oh uh, let's turn the comments off and turn them off and obviously didn't like it so turned them back on it then flooded again and then he was like okay we're going to make this members only oh right which was the dumbest thing ever because everyone then just became a member yeah so they then just started flooding the comments again. <laughs> he was then getting like interview requests from like BBC News and Channel Four. Oh, he, he trying could, to hunt he, them he down. Couldn't take it. He, he couldn't cope with the fame. No. So apparently, yesterday morning he was like on radio doing more interviews. I can't wait for like the crash land of next week. Whenever like he's back to like his ten viewers. Yeah. So that's that's one of my in the muds. The other, I'm currently trying to find it. But it was chaos. Obviously, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we recorded last week, Chris, on Valentine's Day, so we missed this. But I'm going to say that anyone who's in a relationship is in the mud because it's a big call. Because you're not doing what Neil Warnock is doing. Oh, no. Neil Warnock was on Talksport on Valentine's Day, Chris, and we found out. Of course, of course he wasn't with his family. Yeah, of course he had that. He just wanted to put ball. <laughs> so he, did, he, he, he hates the wife. Or so you would think, because Neil, after years of, you know, screaming at officials on the touchline, screaming at players, it turns out Neil's quite the romantic. What's and his wife also, called again? Oh, uh, do I know? Is, is, is it. Sandy or something? I was thinking Sandra, but I think that's Red Maps. Uh, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's also Warnocks. But anyway, Neil Neil revealed on Sharon this week. Sharon. SH had to start. Sharon. Uh, but Neil revealed this week that he's a poet. No, he's not. But yeah, listen to that. I was in tears laughing because I oh, couldn't stop days. thinking. It's, you know, like whenever you're in like primary school, like P2, P3, and they ask you to write a poem. And you just find words that rhyme. You like, really <laughs> squeeze out in it. You know, like you write one line down, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, "What word rhymes with that?" Yeah. And you just have you have to find something. Needle is just that, but like seventy five years of it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, didn't think Warnock would have that in. Wow, well, there we go. Yeah. When actually Warnock's in the mud himself. Actually, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was actually really wound up by this, and then forgot about it, and I got rewound up. <laughs> Uh, so we'll finish on this. Uh, Neil was asked about the Club World Cup win of Chelsea last weekend. Oh, was I? 
And he had some interesting quotes on Cesar Azpilicueta, a player who signed for seven or eight million and has won it all. This sounds like a very personal in the mouth, Billy, um, where this is going. Well, it's personal for Neil as well, because he's clearly not got over the fact that Cesar Azpilicueta once scored an offside goal against his Cardiff team. But he he quoted and said, I think Azpilicueta has been a very fortunate lad to be at a club like Chelsea. I don't think he's a great defender. Sometimes you need a bit of luck. Neil, you're having a laugh, mate. Right, uh, the, mo- right. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, that wraps us up for the well, week nicely. Uh, yes, I've actually got something to finish on that might yes. be might be quite nice. Yeah, hit me with it. I've just because uh, I just noticed the other day looking at the table of the championship that there's, there's five teams who are realistically within a chance of getting into the Premier League next year, which are quite unexpected. And I'm wondering, Bailey, if you fancy any of these teams in the Premier League next year. Um, well, you're going to hit me at teams like I I won't know any of this. Well, like, I I don't know who you're going to tell me about here. Well, so we've got Blackburn who are s- suddenly back after a decade, which um, is bizarre. Yep, because the last I heard of Blackburn, they were throwing chickens on the. <laughs> 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 uh, it's taken a quite a long time. Um, yeah, Blackburn uh, QPR. Oh, please. Or back I in the mix? Want... No, I hate QPR. Oh, great the... kit, though. N- no, I hate that ground. That's... Best oh. kit in England. No, but in my opinion. Like... Oh, see, um, on Loftus Road, or uh, I hate going there. Huddersfield um, are back oh, no, as well. No, bring... let's not bring them up. And then two more, two more kind of like out of nowhere, Billy. Luton are like basically in the playoffs. And Coventry. Like, what is going on? I hate the championship. Like L- Luton cannot be a Premier League ha- team. Hang on a second. Luton cannot be a Premier League team. No, hang on. I'm I'm looking at the table now. Right, they, they're they're two points off the playoffs. Well, what's so? Yeah, you've hit me with all these things. Yeah, Luton and Huddersfield have actually played two more games. Luton and Coventry being in opposition is bizarre to me. Like Luton, <laughs> they're both West Brom club. They're both West Brom. Like West West Brom, I thought were like undefeated. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, West Brom stink. <laughs> so it's cool. So I, I cannot fathom the idea of Luton Town uh, being a Premier League team. But anyway, that's just uh, we thought to leave us on. Yeah, I'm also looking just above Luton or Middlesbrough. Who? Yeah, Wilder's back. Yeah, who sacked Neil Warnock, the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, that'll wrap us up nicely for this week. Chris, thank you for actually having the final thought. That's yeah, that's that's Surpri- been a week. Surprising. So it has, and yeah, uh, one final point is we're we're having a record month of downloads. Uh, yeah, we're not really, and we're also really not sure why. We've no <laughs> idea why. So, firstly, thanks to the people who listen, but thanks to those who are sharing it, and thanks to any new listeners out there, because there's clearly like a bunch of you. Yeah. And let us know where you've actually come from, because that'd be class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week as usual, and hopefully Chelsea will be League Cup champions. <laughs> See you then. Indeed.